You just gotta press a button for the intro. What it is, hopefully, is what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy In Session. Today is October the 4th, and the culture pushers are here. If you listen to this on Apple or Spotify, make sure you subscribe, give us a review, give us some stars, give us some likes. Uh, we're number one everywhere right now, if you haven't heard. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't heard the news, go go check it out, man. It's on uh, Google, but not.com. It's like Google.tv. <laughs> We made the Google and shit. And, yeah, you know, Google.tv. So number one. Yeah, yeah, Google. If you, I'm sure if you type in Google.tv, we on there. Yep. You know Still counts. <laughs> How y'all doing today? Goddamn good, man. Got ready to goddamn get get started talking about this week five, bro. We we rolling, man. How did how did uh, last night Thursday night football treat you? Fucking awesome, bro. I had that dude uh, Russell Wilson going, man, and he's looking like vintage Russ out there, bro. You know, last yeah. year he had that. That down year where the dude, uh, the team just wanted to run like they wanted to break the record for most, you know, rush attempts. But now that they got that out the way, man, it seems like they're finally playing some some good football again. So let's go. Yeah, and you know he only threw the yep. ball twenty three times. Right. He only what happened. He only threw the ball twenty three times. Yeah. For real? Yeah. Hey. It was really it's crazy, bro, because last year they were saying he's, you know, because he didn't throw a lot of last year and he still ended up with a lot of touchdowns, bro. And everybody was like, bro, he's going to come down to earth, bro. But he's still super duper efficient, man. Just like, you know, kind of how Mahomes is, bro. This might just be him, bro. He's just yeah, that bro. good, bro. 17 the pocket awareness, bro. Like, did y'all see how he was just escaping the pocket, bro? Like, he was just feeling like he sensed the guys coming, bro. He was just like slipping right out that bitch, bro. That's practice. Yeah, bro, and that that, bro. Yeah, we gonna we about to talk about that shit. Paulo Lockett was so amazing. Yeah, bro, that's that shit was so dope, bro. Like when he first threw that shit and he caught it, bro. I didn't think it was a catch, bro. But when they showed that replay, bro, like that, he clearly got two feet in bounds, bro. And the way he had to do that shit, bro, that shit was like some Michael Jackson shit, bro. You know he fought. You know he fought with Michael Jackson growing up. (laughs) And he was he was very efficient with four for four. but that was see that's why I sat him man because I feel like if he didn't have that touchdown he would have it would have been a, a a basic day you know what I mean and that was yeah, like a, literally the tip of his toes touchdown but I mean yeah. you can't predict the touchdown but he Russell's, literally huh Russell's been spreading the ball around a lot more lately yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think like it had like a what eleven target game week two but then he kind of came back close. to earth yeah came back to earth since then but I mean mm-hmm. with with uh, Russell Wilson being so efficient man you know he's he's still gonna be, be putting up. Good games, you know. So yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, Lockett's a every week start, man. I just feel like I have better options, or I yeah. don't know. I you just got too many guys. You got, got too many, many options, options on the team, man. That is the problem with my fantasy team. I got too many good players. Like hey, too many <laughs> options. But uh, Disley continue to shine, man. Like he's yeah. just p- picking up exactly where he left off last year. And you know, it's the, the, every time he catches it, I can't help but say, "Yo, good Disley." <laughs> And and you seen DK Metcalf Javar? He did what I said he do, just run straight. No, hey, but it's working no. though, bro. And I, I I said, bro, an athlete like that, bro, he gonna find a way. They gonna find a, if he's with a good coach, bro. They gonna find a way to get this dude involved, bro. And that's exactly what he's been doing, bro. It's turning out to like every mostly our receivers eating right now. Yeah, bro. Like I mean, it's, 
Yeah, you know what he's doing, but he's so big and fast, where it's really hard to stop that shit. Oh. Cross I mean, the middle. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, bro. And now also, yes. Yeah, I think we can all take a deep breath. Yeah, he he's looking like a straight up beast, man. And this man. is coming from a Penny Truther, bro. I thought Penny was gonna come in and have more, you know, more of a role this year with uh Mike Davis leaving, but we're not hearing none of that negative talk. I know y'all wanted him to fumble again, but guess what? He didn't. Yeah, he two great games back to back. And he caught a touchdown. Let's go. Did you see that touchdown, bro? Was he, you like on the GOC, bro? he caught it twice. <laughs> that was crazy, bro. Juggling the touchdown. That was crazy. Man, that, game was, that game was insane <laughs> yesterday, bro. That was a good Thursday game. Great. Cup keeps showing out. Hey, I'm glad I traded for Cup. Shout out to Cup. Yeah, yeah he's a, he might be the number one wide receiver in fantasy after this week, right? He's definitely yeah. top five. Like you know, he's, he's number two right now. He's number yeah. two right now. Yeah, he, he, yeah, weeks fast. Yeah, like he's gonna be he's top two. Fast. No, he I'm is saying, top two right now. Yeah, I'm saying, but like going forward, like ranking wise, he's a top oh, yeah. five receiver. Yeah, bro. top five easily. Like that's that he got is, seventeen targets yesterday. Oh, and yeah, man. He's, this dude is a monster, bro. I tried to trade everybody Cooper Cup this offseason in our Dynasty League, and nobody would take him. I'm so thankful for y'all guys for not Sometimes the best trade is no trade. It's the one that didn't happen. Uh, Ty Gurley, uh, it wasn't Ty Gurley again. How y'all feel about Ty Gurley? He still got uh, uh, he first part, but He I, came out with some great runs. He was looking good, bro. I ain't even going to play. Who else was looking better with Todd Gurley out there? He was gaining yards, getting first down, leaning forward. He looked yeah. a lot better. Trucking motherfuckers, bro. Like right. they're they're I'm, living I'm, in his touches, bro. Better now. But the I'm touches he gets, bro, it, he, bro, he still looks great out there, bro. And remember what we were saying in the offseason, like the the thing that's gonna you know keep him super relevant is the um goal line touches, bro. Yeah. And he's getting them. I think he has like five touchdowns in the last yeah. like three weeks. I want to say. Yeah. So yeah, that's his. The, the, the second round picks of Ty Gurley, they're, they're definitely feeling more comfortable now. Yeah, I think definitely in fantasy, he's 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 producing because of the touchdowns. But if you take those touchdowns away, it's fifteen for fifty-one. I think it's just I don't know, man. If you watch the game, he looked like he like tailed off toward the end. Like he started off strong, but like they're usually the behind the last two games, two games. So you yeah. can't really kind of count that they they've been behind the last two games. So why would they be feeding Gurley the ball? And you can't take away the touchdowns. That's why he was so great the past few years is because he's getting so many touchdowns. That is what we said. I'm just being devil's advocate because that's what we said at the beginning. If if he's getting the touchdowns, it don't really matter. Like, I'll take take, uh, Ty Gurley not being Ty Gurley. He's going to give me two touchdowns every game. People was worried because getting those first, you know, getting those goal line touches week one. But that's, you know, that was just like a – Where's he been at? I guess. I haven't even seen him on the field. One carry, three yards yesterday, and he got a tackle, I guess. <laughs> he says he got a tackle. So. <laughs> Brandon, He's uh, getting involved on both sides of the ball. Brandon Cooks got hurt. Uh, he went out with a concussion. Uh, Robert Woods had a subpar game. I'm, I'm, he had nine targets, though. The targets are there, but he, he, I told you, man, Cooper Cup is the Thunder buddy on that team. Yeah, he, but you're he right. He got the targets, bro. But I was, right. was kind of scared off by that matchup, man. They move him around a lot. But he plays about forty percent of his uh, snaps in the slot and forty percent on the outside. And on the outside, they've been pretty good. He, he matched yeah. up with Griffin, Shaquille Griffin, and he's been pretty good. They've only been allowing nine points to the you know the right side. Wide receivers line up on the right side, so yeah. went right up there with the averages, man. Mark, and I hope also, you, I hope you played uh, Watkins, bro. And also, uh, 
Gabe, he missed out on the touchdown. He had a touchdown call back last week. So he's in his volume and his touchdowns. Last week it was just called back, and this week he ain't tapped the other toe. Yep, he can't. Hey, hey, he ain't, he ain't like Lockett, bro. He can't be, everybody can't be like Lockett, I guess. Uh, the last person that did good was uh, Gerald Everett. He had 11 targets. He had 11 targets, caught seven of them for 136 yards. He also lost the game, or he tried to lose the game, but then essentially a kicker lost the game. That is why we say Van Kitchen. Kickers, bro. How do y'all feel about every? Y'all think he's a nice uh, streaming target going forward? I think it's depending on the matchup. Yeah, he's he's he profiles as one of those athletic freak tight ends, bro. Like I remember picking him up his rookie year in Dynasty, my first Dynasty league I was in, but he just wasn't involved at all. So I kind of you know, and they forgot about him. They they have a lot of double tight end formations too. Yeah, they have. Tigby was had a couple nice catches too. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, uh, Lo, so I know what Gabe's talking about. I'm spending a little fab on Everett at the tight end position. Yeah, I don't need to spend fab on Everett because I got all the best tight ends in the league. We're not I waited talking the about end. you. we talking about the people. <laughs> because man. I waited to the end of other other draft, like I said I was going to do, and got all the best tight ends, like Austin Hooper and Mark uh, Andrews and stuff like that. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get on to the news and notes. Um, Mike will made it, will play on Sunday. I know he didn't play last Sunday because of the back, so that's good news. James Conner was not <laughs> James Conner was uh because of his ankle was not listed on the final injury report, so he's good to go on Sunday. Uh sad news, Devontae Adams today, right before the podcast, was ruled out for Sunday's game. So adjust accordingly. Um Tariq Hill practiced this week, but he will not play on Sunday. So you can adjust accordingly to your um Kansas City wide receivers. Stephon Diggs was uh, the uh, big headline during the week. I know he was on the uh, – he didn't practice for non-injury-related reasons. That was crazy. Like, how y'all feel about Stephon Diggs? Did he going to get traded? Um, I don't know, man. It's, I, it's, it's, it's weird. Crazy. They're stupid if they do trade him, bro. Like, I mean, because he is <laughs> super talented, and they just paid him all this money, bro, so – did you hear the press conference where he was like, I mean, <laughs> rumors like rumors are, are real? What? He said he said there's truth to every rumor, <laughs> but I ain't gonna speak on that. Like, like, wait a second. Whoa, whoa. Bro, you just spoke on him, my bro. Like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? <laughs> thank you. If I was a reporter, I'd be like, thank you. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, but he is uh all signs point to him being active on Sunday. Jamal Williams is out for uh, with the concussion that he suffered last uh, Thursday night game. Aaron uh, Jones time. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, but I hope you get healthy because that was a nasty hit. But yeah, Aaron Jones. I time. hope. I hope. Uh, no, nah, never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the aliens, the uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, was practicing uh, one week out of a boot from a high ankle injury. Uh, so, but he's not gonna play on Sunday. So where he would, say he went? He say where he say he went for a visit? And got he, better, he got better in Wakanda. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was that like, thing, oh, man. that makes sense. So if he right. would have played Sunday, he would have. I, I still think he's an alien. He is an alien walking amongst us. Yeah, I think uh, I, he's I, gonna play next Sunday. He's playing next Sunday. That's the thing. I don't think he's playing, bro. Next Sunday? Because it's not gonna be on Sunday. When is it? Thursday. Oh, he's playing Thursday night. I don't, I don't know, man. And it's against the Patriots too. So, like, why are you gonna bring him back on a short week? You know, against the Patriots, bro. Like, you think I Saquon mean, gonna, you think Saquon gonna make a difference in that game? 
Yes. You think they have gonna have a chance to be the Patriots with Saquon? Uh, I don't. I don't even say about making, but he's gonna make a difference. He could be the reason why they do win. If they're gonna win, if they're gonna win, I think they're gonna win with the with Saquon and not without him. Yeah, I know. I know certain running backs that do matter and don't matter, bro. But like, and he is one of the ones that matter, bro. I just don't think he's gonna tip the scales that much for them to beat fucking New England. Nah, he plays on my team, dog. Stop talking. Yeah, about I know. Him. I know. I'm just saying. This is just something to keep in mind, bro. Because I didn't even think if about that. Plays, I thought you, I was like, plays, yeah, he's gonna he be back up. next Sunday. But then I saw they was playing on Thursday. And I was like, and they playing the Patriots. I was like, yeah, they might keep him out another week, bro. If he plays, he's gonna be fantasy relevant, and that's what I care about right definitely, now. Definitely, definitely. Um, Tyrell Williams uh, did not practice Friday, so that's not a good sign. Um, he's questionable with a foot injury, and he's playing in London. So if you had Tyrell Williams, which I probably you probably shouldn't, because he's playing the Bears in London. So you probably didn't have him start anyway, but that's something to think about. Uh, Colt McCoy will be starting Sunday for the Redskins. How do you feel about your scary Terry? Uh, I didn't. I don't give a fuck if goddamn. I don't care if if John Elway named the best quarterback. I don't care if he was playing a quarterback for the Redskins, but I'm still not starting scary Terry, bro. And scary Terry wow. fifty himself against the Patriots. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you were saying like you're done with scary Terry. No, nah, no, nah, I'm done yeah. with him this week. Okay, 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 okay. Bro, that defense is sick, bro. Yeah, I'm not starting nobody against them. Uh, Jarvis Landry has been cleared from concussion protocol. Uh, Juju is going to be there, uh, available week five. Uh, T.Y. Hi- <clears throat> Hilton practiced two days straight, so he should be available on Sunday. That's, That's huge. That's huge. Uh, Devin Singletary is questionable with a hamstring still. I'm not touching him. Um, Scary Terry uh, is going to be a game time decision. I know we just got done talking about him, but he is going to be a game time decision on Sunday. They say he Keep was running. Out. Keep him out, man. I say sit him too. They say he was running through drills and stuff like that, but it's it's not worth it. Um, there, let me see. The got uh, Michael Gallup is supposed to play Sunday. He got in limited practice today with the knee injury. So, um, I don't know. We'll talk about that when we do the game breakdown. Anybody else got any other news? I think that's it, man. Yep. Uh, so let's, without further ado, get into what the people are here for. The game reviews. So, you know, uh, Fantasy In Session has been uh, the number one podcast in telling you the rights and wrongs, you know, of who to start and who to sit. So if you're listening to us, you're probably undefeated right now. If you this is your first time listening, you're going to be undefeated from here on out because we do nothing but drop the, the hits. We drop bombs. Just a forewarning, by the way, um, in one of my leagues, I'm playing a massive shit talker. Um, you guys know him, um, but whenever a name comes up that this guy's starting, I will remain silent. <laughs> <laughs> I will not give him any more ammunition. <laughs> No, nah, I'm just playing, bro. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I'll maybe I'll say something, but I don't know if it's gonna be the right shit. <laughs> Listen to me at your own will. <laughs> uh, All right. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into week five, fellas. First game is Buffalo versus the Tennessee Titans. It's 38 and a half point over under. The Tennessee Titans are favored to win by two and a half points. Where to start here? Let's start at the quarterbacks. I got Josh, the great white hope, as a sit for me this week, guys. Um, if he plays. If he, he plays. He did, he, I don't think he's cleared concussion protocol yet. Yeah, so. I don't think he's going to play. 
And if he does, I don't think I don't think you want to start him this game. Uh, he, he has a good floor because, of course, he's a mobile quarterback. The Titans do play a lot of man, uh, so Josh Allen could see a lot of uh, open lanes to run if he does play on Sunday. But I just don't think he's a good start, so I got him as a sit for me. Yeah, so either him or Matt Barkley. Both of them, whoever is at playing, I got him as a sit. Mariota, sit. Uh, <laughs> can't go against ATL every week, man. You definitely can't. I told everybody that last week was going to be the week to start him if you were going to start him. Mm-hmm. And this is not the week. Buffalo's only given up nine and a half points to QBs, including a five-point game last week to Brady, bro. So that defense is legit, too. That's a big fact. It's, he's when he's under pressure, his completion percentage is 21%, which is 36 in the league, and that's concerning when facing the Bills because they generate a lot of pressure. So I agree with you there, Gabe. Mm-hmm. That's a big fact. Um, um, Davis, you, you want to say something else about Mariota? Uh, not about Mariota. I was going to say uh, Derrick Henry is should be in play this week. Oh, okay, yeah. Buffalo's giving up 23 points a game to running backs and with them being three point home or two and a half point home favorites now that's uh definitely sets up as a henry game and if they were weak anyway it's against the run they'd be giving up 4.13 yards a carry to running backs right now and i do expect a touchdown from okay. uh, how, how you feel about dawson knox hey that is hey man let me that Dawson Knox, he, I think he might be a sneaky uh, stream. Um, <clears throat> he's seen an uptake in snaps. Uh, last game, he saw 65% of them. He had a, that sick catch on the sideline. Uh, Josh Allen threw to him. I don't know if you if y'all watched that game, but you know I watch every Josh Allen game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he had that sick-ass catch on the sideline. And the Titans just gave up uh, nine catches for 130 yards to Austin Hooper last week. So, mm-hmm. uh, Giving up the six most points to the tight ends. So right. it – if if the um especially maybe if, if the backup quarterback is playing, I could definitely see uh, Dawson Knox getting a lot of volume because mm. I don't think he's gonna be throwing the ball as deep as Josh Allen do to uh, John Brown. That's if uh if he's playing. Damn, so John damn, Brown is the watch for me. You know, um, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't. He's. I mean, I, I think like he. Say, we don't know how many how much he's gonna use him. Yeah. Right now. Because yeah. last week he still put up a decent game against uh, New England, but that was because he was, you know, given a lot of volume. So, yeah. But I do think Cole Beasley is a decent flex play because I think he's, you know, that short intermediate route. See, uh, no matter who's that quarterback, he's going to be that safety valve. So mm-hmm. I would prefer and, Cole Beasley this week over John Brown. And where you attack the Titans is in, in the slots. Uh, 36 targets to the slot receivers at the top of 10th in the NFL. Uh, he'll be matched up against Logan Ryan, and we saw uh, Muhammad Sanu attack him last week for nine and uh, 91, and he dropped a touchdown, so it should have been a touchdown on that too. So I think definitely Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley is a good flex play if you're looking for if you especially if you got a lot of – it's a lot of buys this week. Kenny G is out. So. Man, well, you know, if Josh Allen plays. I, mean, I, think, I think he might be safe even if Josh – I think the floor – I mean, the ceiling is definitely capped with, with Josh Allen not in the game. But I think he has a safe floor. I think those targets would be there, those intermediate targets, if the ball don't be going as deep. Yeah. Uh, definitely sit Corey Davis. This is not the week for him. Last week, like I said, was the week for him. This week, he'll be against Tredavious White. And we've seen uh, Tredavious White hold Josh Gordon to three catches for 46 yards. So it's back to regular schedule programming for Corey Davis. Uh, A.J. Brown, I got him as a sit, too. How about y'all? 
Yeah, I didn't even include them. Damn, yeah. consideration. <laughs> okay, so um, I actually got Delaney Walker as a sit too, but if y'all want to talk about the Titans, we can go on to the next game. Yep, I agree. He's a sit. <laughs> Bears versus the Raiders in London. That don't even sound like a London. You sound like you're from London. <laughs> uh, it's a 41.5 over and under. Uh, Chicago is favored by five points. Uh, Mr. Trubisky is officially out for the game. Chase Daniels is starting. I got him as a sit. I've heard a lot of people saying they might stream him. I'm like, why? But how y'all feeling? Well, you know, Chase Daniels last week he completed 73% of his passes on 195 yards, one TD. He shouldn't turn the ball over as much as Mitch because he's going to be a game manager. So they should, he should be, you know, maybe uh, a decent try this week if you need somebody to throw in, especially in uh, two QB leagues with all the injuries going around, you know, because the Raiders are awful at pass defense, allowing seven most fantasy points per game to opposing offense, and they're seven worse in pass rush. So, you know, they're not going to generate a lot of pressure. The defense is going to get them the ball. So, this might be the week if you're going to play Chase Daniels. You got to buy a quarterback. Fire him up. 15 QB points. Leagues, he's definitely on the radar. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's not on mine. Dude, he Carl- on mine because I got Cam Newton as my only other damn quarterback. And I picked his ass up and I inserted his ass right into the starting lineup. Let's go. <laughs> Ready to roll, son. <laughs> Derek Carr, I got him as a sit. He's playing the Bears defense. Nothing else needs to be said about that. I don't know if y'all got something to say. Uh, 11.5 points a game. Yeah. Sit his ass. David Montgomery, though, uh, I got him as a start. Over the last two weeks, uh, he's played 89 snaps compared to Mike Davis's one. Uh, I know Mike Davis has been inactive, too. Yeah, that's great news. The breakout is coming, guys. But uh, the snaps are rising, and it might come this week, bro. Yeah, because they are five point favorites, so it's expected for them to be in control of the game, so they should be able to run more. And Oakland is giving up 22 points a game to running backs, so with you know Mike Davis not being a part of the game plan no more, this might just be it, man. And uh, Vontez Burfick is. Suspended for the whole year. That's the uh, Oakland Raiders middle linebacker, and they're already down. They're starting a, a strong safety, or it might be a free safety. I don't know which one. I think it's a strong safety. Uh, John Abrams, the rookie, and but Vontez Burfick is the quarterback on the defense, and he plays in the middle. He's the middle linebacker, and that's going to very much open up the middle for David Montgomery. I think he has a big game. And yeah. also, he uh, he's tied for second NFL with five carries within the five yard line. So he should get plenty of those in this game. So two, mm, two, two, nice. two TDs should be possible. Also, like uh, a Rob, um, he's gonna be matched up with Warley, even though it is Chase Daniel. I think he's uh, he's gonna be his favorite target again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Gabe do a little sod on it earlier in the week when we were talking about this. But if you are, you know, in a pinch, or you just want some upside. Anthony Miller has one of the best matchups this week against Lamarcus Joyner, who is grading out as a 34, according to PFF. So he hasn't been used a lot, but he has been injured. Maybe he's more healthy this this week. So if you are in a pinch, just be buyer beware, though. Buyer beware. I don't know if I'm saying that, but just, just no, don't be surprised if he goes off this week. Raiders defense is allowing two passing TDs per game, which is fourth in the league. So I agree. 
I think that he hasn't seen over three targets all year, and that's with games where uh, Trey Burton wasn't playing and uh, a game where Taylor Gabriel wasn't playing after the three-touchdown game he had. And he that was his game to go off for me, and he didn't show me anything because he didn't get over three targets. He doesn't seem to be uh, a focal point of the offense. I think all of those targets that we were thinking was going to go to him are still going to Tyreek Cohen. That's why I think he's a good flex play. But still, Tyreek Cohen is not even playing that much. Um, your boy Anthony Miller is playing in the slot 82% of the time since he's came back. So that's really limited. How many snaps is he playing? And, and we Tyreek ain't got to spend too much only... time on it. It's, a, it's, it's Not a lot of people are going to play him. I just want to yeah. put that out there. <laughs> I don't want to have an on wax that he has a great matchup this week, bro. All right, but another person who don't have a great matchup is Josh Jacobs. Um. Yeah. I think he's uh, Derek uh, Carr going to be on a lot of pressure, and I think he's going to be looking to dump that ball off because he's playing against uh, Khalil Mack, who's and you know Khalil Mack is just a beast, and he's playing against a revenge game. Revenge game, and um, he might tackle John Gruden, bro. (laughs) Like, bro, John Gruden better say his ass off the field this game, bro. (laughs) Oops, my fault. (laughs) Now he might think. Uh, Gruden for trading away from all uh, that man. That is true. You should ah, be thinking. Point, good point, bro. He might give him a hug. The Bears <laughs> defense held uh, Dalvin Cook to uh, for 14 carries and 35 carries last week too, and yeah. I think they're a better running uh, team than the Oakland Raiders. So that's just and that's the thing right too, there. man. Like it's it wouldn't be a problem because you like you said Dalvin Cook like he struggled on the ground, but he's using the passing game, bro. Jacob mm-hmm. has not been used in the passing game, bro. Yep. So this would be the second year in a row where a running back was taken in the first round and they're, you know, the team uses them as a two down back. So I don't know what the hell is going on in these front offices, but like you're, you're screwing us. You're screwing the fantasy analysts, bro. <laughs> we thought this guy was going to be a three down back and y'all not using them like that. So fix it. Not fix it right job. now. Uh, Tyrell yeah, Williams, like I said, he didn't practice today because of a foot. And if I had him as a sit for me anyway, uh, like I said, he has a lot of that, um, that, touchdown deodorant that you were talking about last week um he hasn't had over 46 yards since week one um but he is getting seven targets in each game but except for the game against the Vikings where he played against Xavier Rhodes but that that touchdown deodorant because he gets a touchdown each game I think is what is making Tyrell Williams feel like he is a good fantasy player but I definitely think that he's going to be playing against the Bears. Or if he plays, he's going to be playing against the Bears with a backup quarterback. I mean, not a backup quarterback, but he's going to be playing against the Bears. Backup I- talent quarterback. <laughs> and, and you, like you said, he's not going to have time to go downfield, so he's going to be targeting Waller and Jacobs or whoever the running back is a lot more. So I would just follow, fire up Waller. Waller and Jacobs could be a, a lower running back two flex. If he's the one receiving, hopefully we'll see that this week. But that's about it on this team. When is Darren Waller going to score? Hopefully this week, man. It's got to happen, bro. He's being targeted way too much for him not to get in the end zone. So. It's it's reminding me of like Julio, get, when man. they get in the red zone, it's, it's Tyrell Williams time. <laughs> yeah. For real, for real. That's how you know he's really good, though, man. For him to be you know, ranked this high in tight ends and not have a, any touchdowns, bro. Like, just imagine when he starts going touchdowns, bro. It's- 33 out of 37 targets. I mean, 33 catches for thir- out of 37 targets for 320 yards. It's crazy. Insane. 
Uh, hopefully his, we don't have to wait till week eight like we did for Julio. But um, <laughs> on to the next game, the Bucks versus the Saints. It's a 47 and a half point over under New Orleans favorite about four and a half points. Jameis, the GOAT, uh, he has 973 yards, eight touchdowns, and two interceptions over the last two weeks. I mean, the last three weeks. If I would have told you that and didn't say his name, would you want him as a, as a quarterback on your team? Hell yeah, bro. This is exactly what we, like, a lot of people were envisioning when uh, Bruce Arians came, bro. Like, he is definitely the QB whisperer, bro. And it's looking like he's been whispering to Jameis Winston on what to do, bro, because the dude has been lighting it up, man. I mean, he had that bad week one, uh, but, you know, he didn't play a lot in the preseason. So that could have been an extended preseason game for him because after that, he's been on fire. Yeah. I mean, Last week still- was really impressive, uh, yeah. impressive, bro, because I believe that the Rams didn't allow any touchdowns to wide receivers coming into that week, bro. And they lit him up. And they lit him the fuck up, bro. Dude, it was fucking crazy. four touchdowns to receivers, bro. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> insane, bro. Teddy Bridgewater, I have well, – without that being said, Jameis is a start for me. <laughs> uh, Teddy Bridgewater is a sit for me. I don't think he has any fantasy value. He doesn't He doesn't run. And he, sometimes he doesn't even be looking competent back there. It's, it's crazy that they keep on winning. That just shows you that. How great their coaches is, bro. Well, yes, definitely. I would never say anything good about the Saints other than their fantasy players. So, sorry. Can't yeah, I feel you, bro. Um. I got Rojo and Peyton Barber, man. I think I don't know. Do you? What, how y'all feel about them? They are set for me, man. Um, yeah. Rojo has had two solid weeks in a row. Definitely looks like he's taking over the backfield, um, but it's just not a fact yet because Arians did come out and say that he's still going to go ahead and uh, start um, Barber. Yep. Why does he? Why is he saying that? It's the same thing from David Johnson's rookie year, bro. He's going to make Rojo. Earn the job, bro. Like literally earn it. Not just put up a couple good games and think he won a job. I think bro. I think he done earned it. So I love stat. He's he's been elusive this year, ranking ninth in the league and avoided tackles on runs with twelve. Ninth. So Yeah, he's also the second highest graded. Run. Yeah, he's also the second highest graded uh, running back according to PFF. But I just, I just, I'm just, I'm just thinking back to you know David Johnson's rookie year. Like he was lighting it up almost every game on like two or three touches, bro. But he still wasn't starting him. He didn't start him until I think Ellington got hurt, and I think Chris Johnson was hurt too, bro. And that's when he finally took over. So it might take a little more time than you know Roger owners want. Um, but he's definitely a nice stash for now, and I, I wouldn't you know put him out there if I could avoid it. We for the the, the Saints held. Ezekiel Elliott to 18 carries and 35 yards. Exactly. So I don't think Rojo is even uh, considered. I know he's had two good, good games, and if he does have a good game, then sue me, but I just don't think this is it. Uh, Alvin Kamara, of course, you're going to start him. Uh, but be aware that the Bucks are giving up 2.75 uh, yards per carry, and that's the lowest mark in the league, and that is including games like they played um, – Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, and Matt Burita. So that's just I know I know you got to start you're going to start them anyway, but that's just something to be uh, just a hesitant about that I looked up when I was looking up the notes. Yeah. Um, also, like uh, just another one of those nasty, you know, players, but with a great matchup. Jared Cook hasn't been doing much this year, but he is coming off a six target game last week. And um, Tampa Bay has given up the second most points to tight ends with 19.6. Yep. So yeah, I think he should be involved a little bit this game, and he has another great chance at a touchdown. So 
They allowed uh, a top 10 tight end performance in each game this year. Nice. Uh, Chris Godwin is a start, of course. Um, he's playing over 50% of the, uh, his snaps in the slot where he'll be matched up against uh, P.J. Williams. So I think that's a winnable matchup for him. Mike Evans has Marshawn Lattimore. We had a, a tit for tat during the, uh, the group chat about Marshawn Lattimore. How you feel about Mike Evans this week, Carlos? Bro, you start Mike Evans every week, man. I mean, definitely, definitely, definitely. And we know that he can beat Marshawn Lattimore. It's only been one game, but it was a fucking great game when it happened, bro. Only so, one game out happen. of the last two years. So, I mean, just temper your expectations. You can say it, last two years, but it was last year when it happened. So, <laughs> it was recent. All right. But, I mean, he he did shut down Amari Cooper last – a hot Amari Cooper last week. Uh, so, just temper your expectations of Mike Evans. That I mean, you, of course, you're going to start – when I say temper expectations, I think that means, like, yeah, if just, you got something on your if you got something in your flex, like a, a high upside play, like a Kansas City wide receiver, like I would definitely start gearing up. Like that's why I didn't play Tyler Lockett, because I didn't feel like he would be able to get me enough points because I don't feel, feel like Mike Evans is gonna because I have Mike Evans and Tyler Lockett, you know what I mean? So I didn't feel like Tyler Lockett would get me enough points to cover Mike Evans, not you know what I'm saying, exploding pause. When but, I when I think but, of temper, I'll say, all right, because you know it's all probabilities, right? Mm-hmm. So but a talent like Mike Evans, even though he's going against a good cornerback, like, you know, it's, it's a good chance that he's not going to put up a dud for you, right? Mm-hmm. But since he's also going against a great cornerback, you know, it's not a good chance that he's going to explode. It could happen, but it's just not a good chance. That yeah. middle ground is what you're <clears throat> expecting, you know what I mean? Like, that's the most, you know, probable cause, like, the most thing that, you know, the thing that has a, the biggest chance of happening, of him having an average game, probably getting a touchdown. So that's what we, that's what I mean when I say temper expectations. Mm. Uh, um, you you going you sound not crazy, Gabe. How many points you think Evans gonna get? Eight, ten, or less? Yeah, that's about yeah. That's tippering. I don't think no more than ten. Uh, Mike Thomas might have to make a little gentleman's bet on that. I think he gets over ten, but I hope so. Carry on. <laughs> You're on my team. I'm never going to bet against him. You're on my team. Uh, Mike Thomas, of course, you're going to start him. Uh, on to the next game, the Vikings versus the Giants. A 45-point over and under. Minnesota's favorite by four and a half points. I think Kirk Cousins is streamable this week. I know he's been under fire, um, but the Giants have allowed 1,038 passing yards and eight touchdowns over the first three weeks of the game. I mean, the season. That's, that is Wow. <laughs> Yeah, and when you look at the numbers, it might seem like they the Giants had a you know kind of a get right game last week, but they were playing the Washington Redskins without Scary Terry, so you know anybody could look good against that you know Paul Richardson and fucking Trey Quinn. So still think they're a defense to exploit. So and like we say, Squeaky Will gets the grease, man, and he's making plans. So like you say, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not <to> me, bro. <laughs> yeah, just ain't heard that shit. So don't start. Nobody. Read a book. <laughs> um, who don't start nobody where? Oh, never mind. Uh, Daniel Jones, I got him as a sit. Um, he seems he seems to have a bit of a rushing floor though. He got sixty six yards rushing in the last two games. Um, the Vikings have a thirty nine percent rush rate though. Uh, that's like above the league average, which is thirty three percent. And Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers finished outside of the top twelve when they played him. And they allow only six and a half yards per attempt. That's seventh in the NFL. So I think this is not the week for Daniel Jones. I think you can drop him. 
Danny Dimes. I think he is domed out. Or trade him, if you know what I mean. <laughs> hey. That's so crazy that you got that off. Hey, bro. Hey, master dealer over here, man. <laughs> hey, but he played Patriots next week. He's never going to be able to use him. Uh, Dalvin Cook is a start, of course. I know he did. Um, he didn't do good rushing last week, but like Carlos said before, he did good in uh, in the air. So he is just a good running back. Uh, Wayne Gallman, of course, with the news that Saquon is out. How y'all feel about him? He had a good game last week through the air. Yeah, he should be. Um, I, I would. I wouldn't mind putting him in my lineup as like a flex type running back because the matchup is a little. Well, not a little. It's worse this week. Um, but like you said, the volume is king. So. As long as he's still involved like he was last week, I think he'll be okay. He ain't going to hurt you. I know he's against the Vikings who, who's held um, all but five running backs to under 63 yards or less. But like I said, uh, he's getting – he had seven targets last week, so that's key. So he's going to be uh, – Danny Dimes is going to be under a lot of pressure, so he's going to be dumping the ball off. I think Wayne Gallman could be in the flex, like you said. Uh, the Diggs and Thielen saga, how do you feel about them? Well, like we said earlier, Thielen should be okay. Um, Diggs, you just got to monitor because they say he's, you know, everything points to him being active. But, you know, there's also a report floating out there that it's going to be like a coach's decision. So, and then even if he does play or if he's active, like, will they play him? You know what I mean? It might be like some type of emergency type shit where if they need him, they'll play his ass. So, you just got to monitor, see see the vibe, see, see how it's going, man, because the matchup is good. Just it's great. Up. It's not just yeah. good, bro. It's great. Yeah, it's great. That's what I'm saying. Like, it just sucks that this Why you know problem this? is happening now, bro. Like this is the game this to get you know, make these guys happy, bro. This week of all weeks when he's playing uh DeAndre Baker and Janoris Jenkins, who threw four weeks, like I said before, uh I've given up six hundred and four yards apiece, I believe. Uh Baker is allowing uh a hundred and fifty-five point eight QB rating when targeted. Uh, that's, and it's just 28% of his routes is from the slot. And this new off, uh, Thielen is running only 28% of his routes in the, from the slot in his new offense, which is weird. Just put him back in the slot where he was running last year, 57%. I don't understand. Like, one plus one is always going to equal two. Why you come try to change something up exactly. if it was working? Trying to be creative and shit, bro. <laughs> it was working. He had 100 yards for, like, nine games straight. Exactly, bro. I mean, fire to do, bro. Team away, bro. That's so crazy, bro. Um, Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate is back. Uh, How y'all feel about that, man? Man, That's interesting right there because, you know, Danny Dimes, he's been targeting the slot on like 27% of the times right there. And Golden Tate is going to play the slot. I don't think Golden Tate is going to play the slot, though. No, Shepard is better outside. Tate numbers. No, he's not better outside. I'm talking about Tate. Than Tate, Tate numbers outside is far worse than Shepard. Yeah, so they're both. They're there. both. So Shepard's yeah. most likely gonna get moved out there. He's gonna play some slot, but Tate gonna man the slot. Well, Shepard is playing eighty percent of his uh, routes in the slot right now, and yeah. through the two games with Danny Dimes, he had fourteen receptions, one hundred and seventy-six yards, and a touchdown. It would be crazy for them to move him outside. The crazy thing was them to sign fucking Golden Tate when they had yeah. Sterling Shepard, bro. Because the thing is, they are both slot receivers, bro. And Shepard is a little better on the outside, but he is way better in the slot, bro. So right. uh, yeah, I feel like if you own any of them guys, you got to um, sit them this week just to see how it plays out, bro. 
because whoever does what that outside gonna be, is going yep. against Rose. Rose, exactly. you know, that ain't that ain't no fun anyway. So we already know how that story goes. Yeah, but if you want to take the risk, they are give um the um Minnesota Vikings are giving up twenty and a half points to slot receivers. So if you want to take the risk, whoever you think is going to be in the slot is going to have a, a great game, probably. Exactly. Evan Ingram, I think, is gonna have a good game too. He's not he's not um having as big as uh, games as I would like him to have, but he's getting those consistent seven targets a game, and that seems to be uh something I was looking at in my notes that kept appearing a lot. A lot of these players are getting those consistent seven targets a game, and those usually are like fantasy uh, relevant players. Like as we go through my notes, I'm gonna say it a lot because I wrote it down a lot. Well, that's the magic number. Yep. Uh, the Jets play the Eagles. It's a 45-and-a-half point over-under. The Eagles are favored by 14 points. Uh, Sam Donald is officially out this week. I'm going to so, let that one slide. What did I say? Damn it. <laughs> Donald. <laughs> Sam Donald is officially out this week. Uh, how do you feel about this game, bro? Did y'all, did y'all see that shit on Twitter floating around, bro? Where it says Sam Donald out, out indefinitely. Because he was, doesn't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. That's but, crazy. Yeah, I mean, he might be out a couple more weeks too, bro. That spleen ain't nothing to mess with, bro. That, I, I, that man. Oh, that's how you feel about Luke? Fuck. <laughs> I say sit him. Um, I think the only person you can start on the Jets is Le'Veon Bell, and yeah. I think you got to do that with caution too, because. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the Eagles have given up just 97 yards on 54 carries the whole year, and that's playing Carryon Johnson and Devonta Freeman. Uh, th- through the first four games, they've only allowed two running backs, six or more receptions, uh, and no reception touchdowns. So, I mean, Le'Veon Bell could easily be the third running back to do that. So, I think he does have a safe floor, but I just think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a rough game. Bro, he has a safe floor, bro. He's running 32. Um, he's having 32 routes per game and 20 receptions from those 30 on those 32 routes. So, but I said that they haven't allowed more than six. <laughs> they six haven't what? six uh receptions all all year. Wow. They, two two running backs all year has had six or more receptions. That's what I meant to say. But the, the, no reception touchdowns. They haven't given up no reception touchdowns to running backs. That well, might just be case, like play calling, man, because I don't understand right. why you would just Devonta like try Freeman to run and the Carry ball. On Johnson. They played Devonta Freeman and Carry on Johnson. Yeah, and, and Aaron Jones last week. But it's like, why are you running the ball against the Eagles, bro? You yeah. know they're great against the run, bro. So let's try to get these guys involved in the pass game more, bro. <laughs> We're going to see. I mean, I, I, of course you're going to start them, but I'm just saying that was just something I, I came across in my notes that I wanted the listeners to hear. So when it happens, they don't be like, dang, fantasy session didn't tell me that. You <laughs> <laughs> ain't tell me that, guys. <laughs> Why you didn't tell me they wasn't going to give up the reception? I'm not mad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carson Wentz um, is a start for me. He's playing against the Jets. Uh, they haven't allowed a quarterback, a top 10 quarterback all year, though. And uh, C.J. Mosley is coming back. And Quentin Williams, is, the rookie, is coming back. But I think uh, Alshon will be a lot healthier. Um, and so he'll get more than 16 completions that he had uh, the week before last and 19 that he had last week. That's crazy that he's, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. a lot of his receivers are dropping the ball. So I think a healthier Alshon, he'll see those completions go up, which means the points going to go up. Yeah, I mean, I think you could play him. 
Yeah, you fired. They're said they're 13 and a half point faves, home faves. So I just don't think they're going to need him that much. We're up to 14. Oh, 14. Even more. So I just don't feel like they're going to need him to throw that much. So I just think his his floor should be safe, but his upside is capped. And uh, the Giants are – are not the Giants. The Jets are a little uh, vulnerable against the run. Ninth most points, two running backs with um, 25 points a game. So I think it's going to be more of a, a Sanders and Howard type game. Which one? Uh, Sanders. Howard. Well, nah, I think Howard's going to have a great game. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's stuck. Question before you get started. Hold on. If you were like a, a let's give the listeners something. Um, Jordan Howard or Matt Burita this week? Uh, um, Howard. Yeah, Howard's gonna get the touchdowns. Wow, that's crazy. Look how crazy the, the culture has shifted on Howard. Like that's that's what I'm saying. I just wanted to see where your vibe was. Opportunity to score, bro. At the touchdowns, bro. Like that's crazy. If, if, if Peter wanted to be an asshole and, and bring somebody like Jeff Wilson off the practice squad to score touchdowns, bro, like for some reason, then maybe I'll pick Brito, bro. But no, Jeff Wilson is in San Francisco, bro. <laughs> and he's probably still going to be vulturing them damn touchdowns, bro. Yeah. Uh, I think it's definitely uh, Miles Sanders is not the guy. Uh, the snaps have been decreasing, which is never a good thing. Um, from week one, 36, 34, 25, 22, and he returns kicks. I can't stress that enough. So disrespectful. <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, through the three games, they allowed just 3.72 yards per carry to running backs. Damn. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't, I think, I mean, okay, so let me see. Jordan Howard or Devonta Freeman? Freeman. Yeah, he's going to get the touches and a goal line. Which yeah, one? Houston you, has been pretty good against the run. Hold yeah. on, we ain't going to get there. We, I just, I was just asking a question. We can, get, we, can get, we can get to him when we get there. I'll, I'll be ready, bro. I'll be ready to get an analysis. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'll take Howard. Atlanta ain't been able to run the ball well. You know, uh, you know how to get a good three. Goal line touches, maybe even four or five this game. So, yeah, I go Howard. He saw all four of the targets to running backs last week, too. That's just something. Yeah, that's going to change this. Who are you talking about, Freeman or Howard? No, that's Jordan Howard. Howard. Jordan yeah, Howard. Change. They got to. I mean, he's on the field the most. You never that know. It's shocking that they're using Howard in the pass game like that. It's crazy. About. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I had him as a start when Sam Darnold was practicing, but uh, even against that Philadelphia Eagles, sorry, uh, secondary, I don't know, man. How you feel about guy named Can't yeah, trust guy named Falk, bro. I don't Christ. know. That he ain't a running back. Yeah, he messes it up for me. So I think uh, all Jets players take a hit. So I can't. Yeah, he talk. did look pretty competent that first week that you know he he came in for uh what's the dude's name that broke his ankle. Whatever is uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked pretty good, but I guess you know. Did they go on a bye week after that? No, uh, they went on a bye week last week. Yeah, I think yeah. They, so what happened was the team was was they weren't prepared for Luke Falk. Exactly. Exactly. That, they got uh, tape on them. As crazy as that sounds, but the week that the next week when they prepared all week for Luke Falk, they shut him down like they should because they got him from the grocery store. Um yeah, so like I said, all Jets players are sits for me. I think, like I said before, Alshon Jeffrey is a start. I know he went three for uh, 38 in a touchdown last week, but he had a hard matchup, and I think he has a uh, easier matchup this week. Uh, the duo that the Jets are throwing out there have given up 343 yards on, and two touchdowns. 
uh, in their coverage this year. So I think he'll he'll definitely be targeted a lot, definitely for sure. Um, I think you can start Ertz with caution too. He's had, he has a hard matchup against Jamal Adams. Uh, they haven't allowed a top 15 performance to a tight end since last year, early last year. So how y'all? So I mean, you go and start him, but I don't. I mean, I would start him. He hasn't been getting the volume like he was getting last year, which was a concern coming into the year. So um, he hasn't scored a touchdown yet, so it's possible that he breaks that streak this week. So definitely got to start him. Got to snipe him last week. Even though it dropped, he gained twenty six percent of the target share. So it, it got to come around sooner or later. I think once DJack, DJack come back, the offense be back on fire. Yeah, DJack is out for week five. I don't know if we mentioned that in the news or notes. The Jags versus the Panthers, a forty one and a forty one point over under. The Panthers are expected to win by three and a half points according to Vegas. Uh, Gardner Mystery, everybody, the one that the craze that has taken over Jacksonville, the streets that I live in right now. Um, how y'all feel about him? Yeah, he looks very competent, bro. Um, I think he did a, a, some play last week where he just was scrambling around a pocket. He somehow escaped. And that made a ni- nice play, bro. Definitely looks way better than I expected him to look. Um, but I'm not starting him this week. Say uh, yeah, Carolina's only giving up 13 points again to quarterbacks. So, yeah, I'm not, not really feeling him this week. Mm-hmm. They have yet to allow a quarterback to throw over 208 yards and only four passing touchdowns through the first four games. And they lead the league in sacks with 18. And the Jets just gave up five last week. Uh, yep, so that... But Kyler Murray did run for 69 yards against him, and I think... Uh, nice. Gardner, yeah, that is a nice number. Uh, Gardner Minshew has... Um, Shown to be a little bit of a, a runner, I guess. Uh, not as much design, but he's 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 shown a little bit of mobility, so he could have a, a little bit of a running floor. But I definitely think you want to sit him. Kyle Allen, sit. Um, I think he was bit capping with that first game. I don't know what that was, but you really ain't gonna talk about Kyle Allen. Exactly. I, I was trying to I was trying to pull some nose up, but they're playing against the uh, the the Jags, so let's go ahead and sit him. Leonard Fournette, I think you got to start him. He's seen at least 13 rushes and six targets in each game. Uh, he hasn't found the end zone yet. That's the only thing, man. That's the only thing that's holding that's him back. If you, coming, told though, me, if you told me beginning of the year, week four, he found the end zone yet, and the Jags. I think it's this game. Got a winning record. I won't believe it. Yeah. I think it's this game because as good as the Panthers are in pass defense, uh, the Panthers have allowed a top 15 performance in uh, three out of the four games this season to running backs. Yeah. Definitely, definitely comfortable with him this week. And of course, you're gonna start the number one overall pick, who should have been uh, CMC, uh, DJ Shark. You guys, how y'all feel about him? Um, he does have a tough matchup, um, but he's Minshew's favorite target, so he should uh, see some, you know, decent volume to keep him fantasy relevant. Um, so yeah, I, I'm fine with him as a flex play. Apparently, James Bradbury is good now. That's crazy. <laughs> um, he, he shut down uh, DeAndre. I don't. Yeah, yeah. He, he shut. He shut down DeAndre Hopkins for five receptions and forty-one yards last week. Uh, he's only allowed. He's only allowed ninety-six yards uh, with seventeen targets in his coverage. So I guess that, I don't know I how that happened. But James Bradbury is a good quarterback this year. Uh, so yeah, I mean, but the volume is there, like 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 Carlos said. So I think you can't flex him. Uh, you definitely want to sit DD though. Yeah, definitely want to say him. Uh, they're giving up the fifth most fewest points to receivers 
out of the slot this year, and uh, Didi plays 86% of his snaps out of a slot, so mm-hmm. no parts of him this week. DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, how y'all feel? Um, definitely like Samuel. Seems like uh, he's uh, Kyle Allen's favorite target. You like him? Um, who, Kyle, uh, Samuel? Yeah. Uh, I like him this week. No, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's not going to play this week. You hope he's not going to play. Well, if he I does, think he's play. already been ruled out. Did he? Honestly. Yeah, I want to say he's been ruled out already. Um, so that's going to leave Trey Herndon on DJ Moore and AJ Boyer, who's had he's been pretty average this this year, especially without Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're giving up the third most points to wide receivers lined up on the left with 16.4 points a game, and that's where Samuel's lined up about 50 percent of the time. So I like Samuel. I like him more than DJ Moore only because he's targeting Samuel more than more. Like, I think DJ Moore had like five targets last week and two targets the week before. So, mm-hmm. just that that backup connection, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but I just think I, even even if he is playing against AJ Boy, I just don't think that's a good matchup, bro. Yeah, I mean AJ Boy has been average so far this week this year, so it's I, I think it's a bad matchup. I think it's better better matchups out there. So it's an average matchup, and and Samuel's a great route runner. I think Samuel's going to win more times than not against him this week. We'll see. Greg Olson, um, I have as a streamer. I think he's you can feel comfortable streaming him in this game. I agree. Uh, The Falcons versus the Houston Texans. Falcons, man. Oh man, forty-eight and a half point over under. Houston is expected to win by five points. Maddie, the ice maker, um, 318 plus yards, two touchdowns against their two of the first three opponents. Um, I know they made Kyle Allen look bad last week, but I don't think that's going to happen to Matt Ryan. They have, but before that, they allowed the the second most completions to quarterback. So I think that was just a, a sign that Kyle Allen is not good, rather than well, the Texans are good. Atlanta is going back to last year. Atlanta defense looks horrible. And so far, Matt Ryan has had four games for over 300 yards. That's tied with Mahomes for first in the league. And Houston, they're calling up the opponents who play Houston, calling 66% pass plays the times they play Houston. So fire up Matt Ryan, bro. He's going to call a lot. The running game looks horrible. So, yeah. And also multiple touchdowns every week except last week. So. I think that's that's the outlier last week. What? Well, on top of that, eighty nine percent of Atlanta TDs have came through the air this year. <laughs> so, fire up the wide receivers. I still might sit Calvin Ridley, but yeah, I don't know about Calvin Ridley this week. Um, he has a tough matchup against Jonathan Joseph. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think that the coverage might be shaded more to uh, Julio's way because Julio will be lined up against Lonnie Johnson, who is a rookie. And he's been uh, giving up 15 targets in the coverage and allowed nine catches for 108 yards. Uh, out of 107 cornerbacks on PFF, he's graded 104th. So Julio is going to probably destroy Julio! Really? Really should get back on track this week, though, man. Um, I just feel like this tempered now. I feel like my expectations of Calvin really have been tempered a lot. What has Jonathan Joseph done to pressure? Because he's not grading out pretty good either. He's not even yeah. made a man coverage, though. Lowe's really on wax saying he's ha- he's having problems with uh, reading zone coverage. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's true. That's so they play more zone. So it's not man-to-man coverage. God dang, really? Why would you say that, bro? God. 
Motherfucker. I mean, it's on film, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's that's on true. film. <laughs> I didn't even have to watch film or whatever. I was like, oh shit, well, just plays on. Uh, uh, Muhammad Sanu, I think, is a good flex, though. Yep, he's been flying oh, yeah. on the radar yet again, bro. Um, he's seen six targets in each game. Yes, sir. Yeah, he was available. Six targets and has at least 50 yards in all but one game. Um, has a great matchup this week. Um, they're allowing Houston's allowing 18 points to slot receivers, where Sanu spends 80 percent of his time. So, yes, sir. Uh, we saw last week Bradley Roby gave up uh, eight catches on 11 targets for 97 yards too. Yeah. So Muhammad, I mean Matt Ryan has shown that he's not he he's going to throw it to the person that's open or the person that's covered by two defenders. So you never know. <laughs> yes, sir. DeAndre Hopkins is a start. Uh, whether he's going against Trufant or Oliver, the duo has given up five touchdowns on 34 targets, so six more fantasy points to wide receivers, just whatever else the Falcons give up. So anything you want to start against the Falcons, I think you can go ahead and do that. Yeah, Fuller also. Um, he was literally inches away from having a huge game last week. Yep. Um, so I think he finally has that huge game this week. Um, so, yeah. They, I mean, he's going against a defense that allowed A.J. Brown and Corey Davis to look like straight-up superstars last week. So. Superstars. How y'all feel about the uh, – oh, go ahead, Jamar. And also, Kenny Stills still hurt. So you can look out for uh, what, Q- Q- QT? Trouble getting that out, didn't you? You know, Atlanta play back a lot, so they allow a lot of underthrows. So he could be a good play this week for about – Six targets, six, seven targets, five catches. A good flex play. Oh, man. I mean, it's it's just crazy what the Falcons are going to give up. I think it stops. Yeah, it stops with Fuller for me. I mean, like you said, that, that kind of like the Miller play, I guess. It's a, it's a sneaky, risky play with QT because he hasn't been really doing anything this year. At all. Uh, but for that, you know, piggybacking off of that point that Javar said um, about Falcons playing back and keeping everything in front of them, um, how y'all feel about Duke Johnson or uh, – between Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde this week? Oh, I got uh, – I mean, it's so split down the middle. Uh, but the Falcons – Not last week. Uh, I Duke mean, played the season high 68% of the snaps last week. I don't even think he's worried about starting uh, Duke right now. It's just, it's just a question, do you start high? I don't think you start high because the Falcons have been surprisingly good against the run. Uh, Hyde has been oh, – go ahead, my fault. They allowed the Eagles, the Colts, and the Titans running backs uh, 237 yards on seven carries. That is like average of 3.39 yards per carry and only one touchdown. That's, yeah. significant, that's significantly that's significantly better than uh, and all those teams I mentioned are significantly better. I think at running the ball than the Texans. Exactly, and high. Other than that, week two where he got 20 touches, mm-hmm. he's gotten no more than 12 touches in the um all the other every other game. So. Definitely think his uh, efficiency problems are starting to show, and yes, like you like, and we all know that the Falcons are horrible against pass catching running backs. Yep. So with you know Duke Johnson playing that much, you know se- season high in snaps last week, and going against a team that bleeds points to pass catching running backs, I wouldn't mind starting him as a flex this week. Yeah. I, you know he doesn't target running backs that much. Watson. That's one thing. Uh, that's that's one thing that has me worried with Duke. You know Duke. Even when Duke playing, what he had like what 
six targets last week. What did he have last week? That's good. I'll take six targets. I don't think he's going to get that many targets this week because the ball is going to be going down the field on the Falcons. Like, it's going to be no – I don't think they're going to be putting enough pressure on him but they're going to be have to dump the ball. I feel like they're going to, like, be – Will Fuller might have a, a career day. <laughs> like, that's also – that's that's what type that's what type that's what type of time I think the, the Falcons are gonna be on. But I mean, I, I I I agree with you. If you do have Duke Johnson and, and you're going through something and you need a run back to start in the pinch, I do think he's a good option at in the flex. Why do coaches hate Duke Johnson, bro? <laughs> Can we talk about this, bro? Bro, he averaged nine point three yards of carry last week, bro. Six for fifty six, man. That's crazy. He got five point two one game, six point three his first game. Rushing the ball, bro. Like, I mean, bro, he's doing the same shit that I was saying in the offseason, bro. Like, he's dude is efficient as fuck. He's, uh, I think he's near the league in elusive rating. Yards at the contact. Yeah. It, 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 he might start. He might start getting control, man. What are you gonna see? Uh, of course, you're gonna start Austin the Goat Hooper. Um, he's the number two tight end in fantasy right now. Uh, Jordan a- Jordan Atkins. How y'all feel about him? Nah. Nah. The Falcons have allowed the 11 fewest points to the position. I know Jordan Atkins had yeah. a, a good game last week, but yeah, you can go ahead. I was like, I think it was a, I saw some on Twitter where they was explaining that shit and where it was just like a massively blown coverage mm-hmm. when he, uh, when he, when he blew up last week. So yeah, I'm not chasing those points. Uh, the Patriots are at the Washington Redskins, a 43 and a half point over under New England is favored about 15 and a half points. Tom Brady, I have as a start, the Redskins are allowing a 77.9% completion rate, which is the highest in the NFL, and they're allowing a 7.63% touchdown rate, which is the second highest in the NFL. So I think Tom Brady is about to feast. Nice. Um, Yeah, on the other side, don't start anybody up there on the watch the Redskins. um, Consider Chris Thompson a flex play, though, with them being such heavy underdogs. He should get, you know, receive that nice floor that he's been getting all year. Uh, A nice start I have is Josh Gordon. Uh, I think he's going against uh, washed, and I mean washed. Josh Norman, uh, he sucks now. uh, On 24 targets, he's uh, in coverage. He's allowed 241 yards and four touchdowns, and PFF has him graded as a 52.8 cornerback. Uh, so I think Josh Gordon definitely has a better game than he had last week against Tre'Davious White. Uh, how y'all feel about Sony Michelle? That's been a talk of the town. This it's might be his week to bounce back. You know they're gonna be up, should be up by a lot after three minutes in the game. So but they've been up by a lot, a lot of all games. It's facts. They've been up by a lot in all their games, so I don't think this is any different. They've been playing nothing but trash people all year, except last week when they played the Buffalo when the Great White Hope almost beat them, but they wanted to take them out the, the cheap way. But let's not talk about that. But he but did, I, bro. He he ain't almost beat them. That defense almost beat them, motherfuckers, bro. Come on, come on with the jokes. I hate when people do that. <laughs> Tebow took Broncos to the playoffs. No, bro. Broncos defense took them to the playoffs. Like, come on. Let's be real. Yeah. If he didn't get hurt, he would have won the game. Uh, but I think you can start Stoney with caution. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy. The only running back to get over 67 yards against the Washington Redskins, believe it or not, is Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Goldman did play good last week, but he got a lot of his uh, uh, points through the air. Uh, he had a 50. He had 55 yards through the air and a touchdown. So you're basically hoping that Sony gets into the end zone. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, I agree. 
Uh, James White, with that being said, is a start for me. He has uh, 21 targets in the three games. Um, he only he missed one because of his baby being born. Uh, that's that 21 targets uh, through three games is better than most wide receivers right now. Uh, Burkhead only played 12 snaps, so unless James White is having another baby soon, Burkhead is a sit for me. Yep, I agree. Uh, ben Watson is coming back this game, but I think you can sit him and wait until you see what his usage is going to be. Uh, the Cardinals are at the Bengals with a 47 point over under the Bengals are favorited by three and a half points. Colin Murray, I have as a start. Uh, he's averaging six. What? Point- I know. <laughs> Just play. I know. Just play. <laughs> he's averaging 6.3 yards per attempt. And the Bengals are giving up an average of 8.83 yards per attempt. That's the fourth most in the NFL. So we should see those, uh, the average of his yards come up in this game, at least. I still don't like that offense. So don't get it missed. You and me both. I mean, uh, but the Russian floor is there. Oh, it seems to be there now because he's running the ball more. He ran the ball 12 times with 96 yards, and he had a touchdown over the last two weeks. And he's playing against the Bengals. So, yep, I think this is going to be the week. If you want to start him, you can start him. Bro, that defense is so horrible, bro. <laughs> bro. They don't know how to right now. It's horrible. Yes, bro. It was crazy last week watching that game, bro. Like, like they got. Not only did they suck, they got severely outcoached, bro. Like, they threw, like, 20 straight passes to their running backs. And literally the first play where the safeties decided to come up and play that shit, they took, the, they took it over the top, bro, for that Alon Deontay just, uh, Johnson touchdown, bro. Yep. So, uh, Kingsbury, this is your this is your moment, bro. <laughs> you, better, you, better, you better put up some points, man. Yeah, he is. I told you. I told you, but we're not going to talk about that. Um... <laughs> Andy Dalton is a streamer. Um, they The Cardinals have given up, like you said, the quarterback four, the quarterback two, and the quarterback six, three out of four of the weeks uh, since the Cardinals have been playing in NFL this week, yep. 2019. Um, this game so they, is, it's also not on prime time, so you should get yeah. good, good, good Andy this week. Even though he did lose John Ross, I still think he's gonna it's going to be enough for him to produce because that's just how sorry they are. Uh, David Johnson. David Johnson uh, is a start for me, of course. Uh, David Johnson has been making his money through the air because that offensive line is just so fucking terrible, but that's the great thing. Uh, he's only had 47 carries this year, believe it or not. Um, he hasn't had over – huh? It touches, though. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, carry, that's what I'm saying, because of the offensive line is so t- scary, uh, horrible that it's coming through the air. Uh, he haven't he had have, they have he haven't had forty yards on the over the on the look, he hasn't had forty yards on the ground since week one, but he is seeing like you said those seven targets per game. So I know you like your boy. Yeah, and this is it's just a match made in heaven this week because of what they gave up to Samuels and Connor last week, where they let them catch all sixteen targets. So DJ's averaging seven averaging seven targets a game and coming off an eleven target game last week. So man, that dude is about to beast this week, man. I'll let your boy. He Joe should get Boy. a lot of rushing yards this week. You know, uh, Cincinnati's allowing 143 yards per game on the ground. So, that, But that offensive line is so terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like the terrible versus the terrible. Uh, but yeah, it should be great for fantasy, though, bro, because it should be a lot of points scored. Uh, speaking of that, I want you to go ahead and start Joe Mixon this week. Last week, I know the points didn't reflect it, but he did look great. Like, the team looked sorry, but if you watch the game Monday Night Football, Joe Mixon looked good. Uh, he had, he carried the ball 15 times and he had five targets. Uh, this is what we wanted to see from him. You know what I mean? 
the Cardinals are averaging giving up 28.5 touches to uh, running backs and 8.3 two yards per targets to running backs. So Joe Mixon should eat this game. We should see, uh, I think we could see a, a RB1 performance, not an RB1 overall, but like a top 12 performance from him. Nice. Uh, Larry Fitz is a flex play. Uh, the targets have been on a decline. If you've been looking, he went from 13 to 11 to 7 to 5. But uh, Christian Kirk is out, so I think those uh, targets are going to go back up. Yep. Uh, anybody? Yep, this guy. A lot of um, people. Eifert, can't forget about the tight end going I mean, against uh, uh, Arizona, bro. They did cut the uh, safety, who's been kind of responsible for giving up all those touchdowns and all that production to tight ends. But, I mean, if he was that sorry – what you think the guy behind him is? Exactly. You he probably I mean? came from the grocery store. So I mean, Eifer had a touchdown already this year, and he dropped one last week, and it you know dropped a touchdown. So Eifer is definitely in play this week. Mm-hmm. Arizona's giving up so many points to the run, uh, tight end, bro. Give up twenty-seven points to the tight end. Oh man, like I said before, man, their new name is if you got a tight end, uh, if your tight end is playing Arizona, start him. Definitely. Dang, I might start him against Gabe, man. Yep. Um. Yeah. Uh. Boyd also is, is is definitely in play. Last week was the first game without double digit targets. Um. And you know John Ross is out, so he that should be right back up to normal of getting double digit targets. Arizona's also given up second most points to slot receivers at thirty one points a game. How do you feel about Auden Tate? Auden Tate should be another good play. Um. Uh. Flex consideration. Um. Uh, because he got nine targets last week. And he should slide right into that John Ross role. Second year player, um, fast, tall. He should he should fit right into that role, man. He's already been getting 16 targets over the last two weeks, so exactly. He he he's he's been relevant. Well, not like fantasy relevant, but he's been in the offense, so that's a good thing to see. Uh, the Ravens are at the Steelers, uh, 44 and a half point over under. The Baltimore Ravens are expected to win by three and a half points. Uh, Lamar Jackson. The he's great. He's a running back. Um, <laughs> he scored 19, I mean, 19 points in each game, at least this uh, year. He's the cheat code. Like I said, he's ran for 232 yards and a touchdown in the last three games. Uh, seven attempts in the red zone, including one inside of the five uh, five zone, I call it. The Steelers look like they could be um, they could be getting better because they added uh, Minka last year. But I mean, not last year, but a couple weeks ago. Lamar Jackson, I got him as a start this week. Uh, he scored 19 points in each game. He's a pretty much a cheat code. He's a running back playing quarterback. He's had 232 yards and a touchdown the last three games. Uh, seven attempts in the red zone this year, including one inside of the five zone, so he's like getting the red zone targets too. And he's only been sacked 10 times this uh, this year, so I think he's a safe play. Uh, Mason Rudolph, how you feel about him? You remember I told you last week where he only threw the ball past the uh, line of scrimmage two um, times? Yeah, yeah. Two so, yards. You said two yards is past the uh, line of scrimmage. Yes, yeah, two, like two passes past the line of scrimmage. So this week, last week, he threw three passes that went 10 yards or more past the line of scrimmage. Uh, so I, he, he's making – I think you definitely have to take all the Steelers players down a couple notches, including Juju. Um I think where I, let me tell you what I had about Juju. Juju over the last two weeks, like I said, with Mason uh, with Mason Rudolph has caught the ball six times with 96 yards and a touchdown. But 
that includes a 76-yard touchdown play. So if you take away that 76-yard touchdown play, that's 20 yards and five for five catches over the last two weeks. So are you scared of Juju? Um, well, this week he got a, you know, sad sound with Mason Rudolph. He got a nice matchup playing the slot. Ravens, um, Juju's lining up 65% of the time in the slot, and the Ravens have been torched. Our slot receivers giving up 100 yards to both uh, the main Arizona receivers and uh, to McCole Harden, and then 154 to Jarvis Landry. Oh, my bad. 154 to McCole Harden, and then 167 to Jarvis Landry last week. So he could be in line for a bounce-back week. This is week if he going him and uh, Rudolph going to connect if he healthy with that toe or whatever he got. Man, he ain't throwing – Rudolph ain't throwing that ball, man. Yeah, that's the only downside is he has a great matchup, but he's just hasn't been, he hasn't been looking his way a lot. But yeah. I did see a report of Mason Rudolph saying they need to make it – you know, they need to get him involved in the game more. So, if great matchup, this is a great time to do it. Uh, Deontay Jones apparently has – Johnson! <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> That's funny. Has apparently switched names with uh, James Washington and didn't tell nobody. Yeah, we expected James Washington and Mason Rudolph to have a connection, but uh, the connection is apparently going to Deontay, Deontay Johnson. Uh, he's seen 12... T- what is that? No, go ahead. Oh, he's seen 12 targets, and he caught nine of them for 129 yards and two touchdowns. So those, all the, those three... Uh, Catches that went past the ten yard line of the line scrimmage were to him. So, but I think he's a touchdown or bust still, and he'd be playing against Marlon Humphreys, which is a solid matchup. That's not in his favor. I, I don't. I got. I got him going against uh, Anthony Averett. I, I got. That's what James Washington go against. But I mean, they, they I guess could they move him around. Huh? I guess they move him around. They could be moving around, but I mean, I, I, he's still a touchdown or bust for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That's they. They might have did some like genius shit though. When you think about it, bro. They were like, bro. James Washington's like, bro. If we switch jerseys, bro. <laughs> like everybody knows that me and you know James Washington. Everybody know me and Mason got that connection from college, bro. So they're gonna be keying in on that shit. So let me get your jersey, so everybody like won't be paying you no attention, bro. And then boom, that shit genius, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then boom, then boom, touchdown. <laughs> that's funny. Um, how you feel about Hollywood Brown? Hollywood um hasn't been connected with Lamar, but he has been involving him, man. Um volume is still there. You said what? The volume is still there. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And he's like he's top five in the league in air yards, bro. So I mean eventually them them deep targets are gonna start connecting again, bro. So definitely. And he uh he'll be playing against the slot, so Joe Hayden won't be shadowing him a lot, because uh, Joe Hayden plays on the outside. The left side to be uh, particular, ninety three percent of the time. So I mean, he he. I think his matchup is good. It's uh, beautiful, bro. Beautiful. And, Pitt, and Pittsburgh I, has allowed the most points to the slot receivers. Go yeah. ahead, my spot. And uh, you good? That's exactly what I was gonna say. James Conner is a start for me this week. I know uh, how you feel, but my thing is how you feel about Jalen Samuels. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna keep running that wildcat as much as they did last week. So that's the only thing. So it's a watch and see for me. Yeah, I, I agree. I got Connor as a start and Samuels as a sit. Connor did practice, by the way, today, so he should be good to go. 
Definitely. Um, I just it's just crazy how they decided to do that last week when they were playing against me, bro. Like, <laughs> like okay, <laughs> this is when you guys want to get creative with that shit. <laughs> Mark and Ingram is a start for me. Uh, the snaps did uh, split uh, a little bit. It's starting to clear up a little bit. But Gus Edwards, Gus the Bus Edwards, is the one getting the more more snaps than uh, Justice Hill with twenty to sixteen. Of course, Ingram is still leading the snaps with 32, but he don't have any value. I don't think Gus Edwards or Justin Hill do at this point. Um, it's a divisional game. The Ravens are the favorites, so I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Ravens are going to run the ball a lot. The Steelers are averaging 33.8 touches to running backs, uh, so we should see a solid Mark Ingram game, and hopefully he reaches the end zone. Um, how no do y'all comment. feel about Mark Andrews? Of course, you're going to start him. Uh, he's had... Seven targets, like I said, that's seven targets. Uh, seven targets in each game, and he scored a touchdown in each game. And the Steelers gave up 13 receptions and 134 yards and two touchdowns to tight ends. The two touchdowns came from Will Disley in one game, but still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick Barnett, how y'all feel about him? No. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The Broncos play the Chargers. It's a 45-and-a-half point over under the Chargers. Our favorite to win by six-and-a-half points. Joe Flacco. Uh, nah. I got streamer. This is my yeah, notes yeah. I got on him. Ch- Chargers top corner isn't missing this game doing due to being sick, injured, and attending the birth of his child. So he's a sick. <laughs> but they also the Chargers. That's the only starter they have in the secondary. Who Hayward? Yes, he's a good one though. But that's the only one. Literally, there had there was no other starters in the secondary. So I think Joe Flacco. Uh, just came off a 300-yard game against the, the Jaguars, which is a good defense. I think he could potentially be a safe play this week. He has a safe floor. That's the thing. I don't think the Jaguars are a good defense without Jalen Ramsey, though. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Flacco yeah. hasn't been looking good before that game. So, I mean, he played, he played, the, Bears. He played the Bears before that, and he played the Packers before that, which are both. What do you and do? Carlos charges two top safeties are out. Melvin Ingram are out. So things gonna get interesting for Flacco, bro. Yeah, there's a lot of injuries on that. The Chargers decimated with injuries right now. Yeah, they are. They're always decimated, man. But they always find a way, man. Always find a way to get it done. They always find a way to lose too. <laughs> I don't care, yeah, man. In the playoffs. Now they've been losing yeah. recently too. Yeah, they um, Chargers. I mean, uh, Philip Rivers. I have him as a start. Like Jafar said, Melvin Ingram uh, being out due to injury. Uh, but Phillip Rivers is doing well under pressure anyway. He has 107 uh, QB rating, win pressure. That's second in the NFL. I will, um, I will say just watch out, though, because, you know, his receivers are hurting. We don't know how well Mike Williams is. He don't have Hudson Henry. Kenan Allen is going to be matched up against Chris Harris Jr., who has uh-uh. this spot. And, Chris yeah. Harris ain't been playing out the slot this year. He's been shadowing him, though. And then I'm saying Chris, Chris Harris Jr. has been um, shadowing people. He yeah. shadowed Allen Robertson 57% of his routes, and he shadowed, shadowed Deontay Adams 68% of his routes. He's he been shadowing the X receivers. And eight catches so far. So I think he's shadowed the best wide receiver. Yeah, he might. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because he, and he, and he, is, he is used to playing out of the slot as a cornerback. So, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, he played. He he just he was playing the slot receiver um, before he started playing the X receiver, and so uh, so his matchups they played each other a lot. And he's Keenan Allen has seen seven targets in each of the four games over the last two years that they played each other, and he's never had over eighty nine yards and only scored twice. 
So I got to be cautious when you start. Um, even though he is the number one wide receiver in uh, fantasy, I just got to be cautious by that. Because yeah. Chris Harris Jr. is the, he is the truth. The truth. Uh, Noah Fant, they've been trying to involve him a lot. I don't know if you, if you watched the Broncos, but they've been trying to give him the ball. He scored finally last week. He's got four targets in each game. But I think um, you definitely had to sit him last week. I know they gave up a big game to uh, Jordan Aikens, but like Carlos said, it was a lot of blown coverages. So I don't I don't think you can start Noah, Noah Fant with confidence this week. Yeah, this is just something to monitor, though, because I agree with you. They're, they are trying to evolve him. They're trying. It's, it's, it's coming eventually. Yeah, um, they, the Chargers are allowing the 10th most points to time uh, tight ends. So if you do play DFS, he could be a sneaky little play in DFS. Yeah, DFS probably. That's the way they go when you you know when you see a matchup, but you're not you know you're not confident enough to put him in season season long. Like DFS is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Corlin Sutton, how y'all feel about him? Uh, dude, uh, go ahead. Coming off a good week last week. It's uh, it's it seems it's Flacco's Flacco's not going deep to Sanders. He's throwing it down to Sutton. Sutton catching 60% of his passes. He has a great matchup with this week against Brandon Faison, who is allowing 2.5 fantasy fantasy points per target. Yep. So with that and no, like I said, fire. You know, Flacco would be a good look. Sanders and Sutton might be a good look. It depends like, on who like Sanders Hayes is. Yeah, I like Sanders um, like, this week. Like, um, but I don't have an opinion on that. Oh, shit. Damn, Alexa. Shut up. <laughs> uh, that scared me, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yo, so, uh, but yeah, I like Sanders this week. I think he will be matched up with Brandon Faison, um, giving up, Denver's giving up the eighth most points to wide receivers line up on the right. But last year, two times when they played each other, Casey Hayward shadowed uh, Cortland Sutton. So even though he is having a breakout year this year, um, I'm sitting him this week. Maybe a flex play if you got to, because he is getting a lot of volume. He is looking good. Mm-hmm. But Denver is giving up the 23rd most points to wide receivers line up on the left, which is where Sutton lines up a lot. So yeah, that's something. I, that's what I said. It depends on who Casey Hayward is playing. So, but like you said, for the last two games that he uh, covered Corden Sutton, so that's something to look out for. Uh, Melvin Gordon is supposed to be coming back. He's supposed to be getting a bulk of the workload, but they also say Austin Eckler is going to get uh, a good majority of the workload. So which is the truth is what we have to figure out. Or do you start both with confidence? How do you feel about them? Um, I think they're both good plays this week. Um, But, you know, it's definitely a possibility that Gordon could just slide right back into his workhorse role. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, but I think they're both good plays this week because it's such a great matchup. Um, Denver's allowing us the six most points to running backs, mm-hmm. 27 points per game. Um, Eckler, you know, he was a good flex play with Gordon there. So, you know, I, I don't think he'll hurt you this week. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I, I think they're both in play this week. But just know it, def- it is a possibility that Gordon just slides right back into that workhorse role. That's what I would be scared of. Um, if I had, a, if I was an Austin Eckler owner, that they, but I mean, I seen Austin Eckler get traded this week for uh, what? What was it? Travis Kelsey? Yeah. Oh <laughs> so, yeah. Welcome to Sundays, boy. <laughs> so, who knows how that's gonna go? Um, on to the next game. We have the Packers are at the Cowboys. So to be to be noted, another note before we keep on going, uh, it's ten. One o'clock games or early games, I don't know, depending on where you're listening from. Is that it's 10, one, 10 early games and only two four o'clock games? So I a hate lot of they do that. 
Yeah, so a lot of the scores is going to be already determined before the before uh, four o'clock or before yeah. the late games. So that that's that's going to put a lot of people on tilt. Packers are at the Cowboys, uh, forty six and a half, forty six point over under. The Dallas Cowboys are favored by three and a half points. Surprisingly, as it may be, I have Aaron Rodgers as a sit today, and has confirmed it as a sit today for me that Devonta Adams is not going to be playing. Facts, man. Um, Rogers, it's just not the same Rogers no more, bro. It's not the same Rogers. So, I mean, I'm still playing him, but I'm tempering expectations. Unless you know, it's a great streamer out there with a great matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's 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 uh, throw a couple names out there: Rogers mm-hmm. or Brissett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so crazy like he's been living off that name for a long time like it's exactly, so crazy bro. To, like exactly. want to say somebody's name over Aaron Rodgers but I think I like I said man I got Aaron Rodgers as a sit so Jacoby said Rodgers or the guy going against New York Giants Kirk Cousins uh, Kirk yeah Ooh. wow man how do I do that's a good one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 49ers been sneaky good. Yeah, I'm going Rodgers. Okay, okay. That just goes to show where we're at, though, man. Exactly. That's crazy. Uh, Dak Prescott on the other side, I think this is a deciding game for him, too. Uh, of course, he had he got out to the hot start where he played arguably three of the worst defenses in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He played the first time he played a competent defense. Even though the Saints aren't as good as like they looked last week, um, they they shut Russ. I mean, they shut Dak Prescott down. So like they're playing the Packers, who are a better improved defenses, and they had ten days to prepare. Uh, they've only allowed six point two five yards per attempt, fifty seven percent completion rate. That's the third best in the league. And they have pressured the quarterback more than any other team in the league. And Dak Prescott does not look good against the pressure. Uh, he's 19 for 31 and 250 yards, no touchdowns and two interceptions. And he's been pressured to 26% of the time, which is the the league lowest. So, And he's it looked that bad when he's pressured. And he hasn't even been pressured a lot. And Tyrell Tyron Smith, the left tackle, is out. So, dang, I don't know. Dak Prescott might be a stupid too. <laughs> Right. It's gonna be a like you you see these two teams, man. You think it's gonna be shootout, man. But the matchup when I went through the matchups, man, I'm like I was like, yo, I might hit this over, uh, hit this under, man, on this betting, bro. <laughs> hey, so let me change that. Dak Prescott is a sit for me. Uh, this could be a low scoring game, man. Yeah, I got him as a sit. I think this is a game where Ezekiel Elliott needs to go off. Uh, he should see a bounce back game. The Packers have allowed 72 yards. Um, 72 total yards to five different running backs this year, and I don't think any of those running backs are better than Ezekiel Elliott. So if they're getting 72 yards, I think Ezekiel is going to, of course, have his 100-game. He needs to get the ball in the passing more. I don't understand why that's not happening as much this year. Yeah, it could be a Kellamore effect, man. They've been, they've been trying to go downfield more, so probably just didn't feel like they, they needed him like that. But we'll be wise to involve him a little more in the passing game. I agree. With uh, Michael Gallup coming back, like you said, they're trying to go down the field more. Do you feel comfortable starting him? Nah, not in this first game back. And um, not against like this matchup either. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so he's just returning from injury, and um, Green Bay is allowing the fewest points to our receivers, and they're allowing um, – yeah, my fault. Yeah, they're allowing the fewest points to wide receivers, bro. So their cornerbacks are shut down, man. Yep, yep. 
Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, he is facing, uh, facing a tough matchup, but with Williams not expected to play, we all know volume is king, man, so solid RB2 for me this week. And he has seen eight 10-zone attempts and turning six of them into touchdowns. So he is the red zone guy with Williams there or not. So yeah. that has been one positive thing to see. MVS, start us it. Um, I am starting him. Dallas is allowing his six most points to wide receiver lined up on the right. And, you know, it's, it's no Devontae Adams. So I think he's going to benefit um, the most out of him and Allison, who is allowing the four fewest points to slot receivers. So if I had to choose between the two, it would be uh, MBS. But are you? do you want to start uh, Geronimo Allison? Nah, he's a sit for me. I got him as a start. I got him as you can put him as a flex. He'll be matched up against Anthony Brown, who's graded as a 64 uh by PFF, and he's given up 1.47 yards per catch. Um, he hasn't been targeted a lot in the red, uh, and he has been targeted. He has not been targeted a lot in the red zone, but when Aaron Rodgers has targeted him the three times, he had two touchdowns out of those, so he's not foreign to the red zone. And he saw 46% of his uh, snaps in the slot, which uh, increased once. Um, Devonta Adams went out to 79.7, so I definitely could see him getting a uh, a lot of opportunity. But I think the biggest beneficiary is Jimmy Graham. Agreed. Uh, I think you definitely have to start him. Um, Season high nine targets last week. Yep. And he's getting a good matchup this week with Dallas, allowing the eighth most points to tight ends. On the other side, how you feel about Jason Witten? Um, nah. He's already nah, been a you know uh you know high floor or average floor, low ceiling. And Green Bay has been good against tight ends this year, allowing the 23rd most points. So I think he might get you 10 points, though. How? Yeah, it's, it's possible. He, I feel like he'll need a touchdown to do it, but it's possible. We'll see. Amari uh, Cooper? Start uh, every week start, man. Every week start. I think you got to sit. I think you got to not sit him, but he's an every week start. But I think you got to start him. He's another one of my start with caution players. Uh, it's another tough matchup with him. He came off a tough matchup last week against Lattimore. This week he'll be matchup against Jair Alexander, who's rated graded at 88. Um, he's only allowed 39% catch uh, catch rate and 0.98 yards per uh, catch. So, I think, he's a little, I think uh, Cooper's a little banged up too, man. And yeah, yeah. He said he's going to play through his injuries, but – Whatever that thing was, kill. I don't know how to say that again. What was it? Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Boy, what? Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! He's referring to plantar fasciitis. <laughs> <laughs> the Colts are playing at the Chiefs. Shut up! The Colts are playing at the Chiefs. A fifty-six and a half point over under. Wow. Uh, Kansas City is expected to win by 10 and a half points. Uh, like I said before, I think Jacoby Brissett is a good play. I think you can stream him because they'll be playing from behind, which they were playing from behind last week against the Raiders. And Jacoby Brissett had his best fantasy day. And that was without T.Y. Hilton. And T.Y. Hilton is going to be back this week. And Marlon Mack is possibly going to be out. So those attempts are going to be plentiful. Uh, Just He's a start based on matchups and everything. But y'all know that uh, when quarterbacks going to Arrowhead, bro, it, is, it has been tough in the past. But I, I still think he's a starter. That's just something to keep in mind. Uh, I think, yeah. I think he, especially with, uh, I think he's just a good option this week. Yeah. Um, Patrick Mahomes goes without being said. The Colts running back. Which one do you want? Is Fine, it Damien? 
start? Is he he healthy? He had a full week, didn't he? No, the Colts. Oh, said Colts. Oh, the Colts. Well, we don't know about Mac, but if Mac is starting, if Mac is able to play, you fire him up. Chiefs have not been able to stop anybody running up the middle, and that's where the Colts thrive at. But as of now, Mac has a limited session today. He couldn't. Mm-hmm. Completely go through, so it's all up in the air. You just gotta, you just gotta be there on Sunday watching to see which running back to pick up because they're a sneaky play this week. Some- I feel like, I feel like you gotta, you gotta hope that Matt gets his points early in the game, man. Because if they fall behind, we all know the the story on how to use Marlon Mack when they're trailing and when they're ahead. So with them ten and a half point underdogs. You just got to hold. I do think that, you know, they, they, they could be run against, but that's when the game is close. So when, they, when, when they're behind, man, it's, it's, it might be tough for them. I, I, I think um, just a little, I guess, a, point, a fun fact. Uh, Naheem Hines did see six receptions last week uh, when they were uh, trying to come back. So that's just something to be on the lookout for. Do you think Naheem Hines is a safe flex play? Yeah. If, I mean, if Mac is not playing, um, hey. I think either with Mac playing. Because I think they're going to be behind so I, like that much. So I think he should definitely see some more receptions. I think he could definitely see six if he saw six last week against the Raiders. Yeah, that's who That's who I would prefer, to be honest, is Hines if I had to choose. Uh, T.Y. Oh, go ahead, Jamar. I was just going to say, I know y'all said they're going to be up, but they allow the, uh, the league worst 5.63 yards per carry. So the Chiefs do uh, two running backs. So that's something. That's what I'm saying, you know. Yeah, when they, they do run, get, they could get they could get some yards. Yeah, but the thing is, they're not going to use Mac if they're down. I don't even think he's playing. Yeah, or Wilkins if Wilkins is involved. Like I don't think they're going to use Wilkins if they're down like that. It's going to be a lot of Hines. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think Hines is not affected by the running backs like running up the middle. Like I don't think that's his. I don't even think they're going to try to run him. That he's just going. He's a great route runner. Yeah. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, of course, like I said, he played, um, he practiced, so I, of course you're going to start him. He's Jacoby Brissett's favorite target, caught a touchdown each game he's played, and they're going to be playing from behind. So I think T.Y. is a good start. Da- uh, Damian Williams or, or LaShawn McCoy? Both. Mm. Both of them. I'm yeah, I mean, this... Damian Williams, I don't care if he just came back or not. I'm starting him. I think he's going to be a good play. And we all know that how they torched him uh, in the playoffs last year. Yeah, man, and it's it, Reed is using the committee this year, bro. It, it's happening. It's yeah. weird. But with that being said, I mean, McCoy has been like the constant, you know, and um, when Daryl's out there, he's been getting most of the passing work. Damien's out there. He's getting most of the passing work. So um, I think uh, whoever is starting between Damien and Daryl, they're both in, like either of them are in play along with McCoy, in my opinion. Yeah, sir. Hopefully uh, uh, Damien gets those two touchdowns that Daryl did last week. That was a yeah, right. fantasy team. Uh, Sammy Watkins, how do you feel about him? Like Sammy Watkins this week, um, he's been playing a lot of the slot this year, and uh, the Colts give up the, giving up 19 points a game, two slot receivers. So he's in line for a bounce-back game. They're playing at home, um, and he has – Probably the best matchup out of all the receivers. So I like Sammy Watkins this week. Uh, he 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 has. He, I don't know, man. He has I'm had more than seven points. Uh, more than seven points. Point five. Uh, and point five PPR since week one. So that's that's just scary to me. I think he's living off that week one performance because it was so big. 
Um, but he's still getting that volume. He's getting that six-plus targets a game in each game. But like you said, he does have a good matchup. But I feel like he's had a good matchup in a lot of games. Um, I don't know. I just, I, th- I just think it just depends on who Patrick Mahomes hits, man. And I just, you just can't really predict unless it's Tyreek Hill. I'm just so confused. <laughs> you're not gonna, and you're not going to have a team like Detroit who has literally made it their focus to punch out as many footballs as possible, bro. <laughs> Yeah, Did y'all see that shit, bro? Like they, yeah, they, they were fumbling the ball like they had. The, uh, you remember back in the day when Madden had those Madden cards, the fumble Ruski? Yeah, bro. <laughs> they were literally punching the ball out, bro. And they punched out one of uh, you know, would be Sammy Watkins touchdown last week. So mm-hmm. just hang on to it, bro. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, I think you. Uh, it's just hard to sit any uh, Chiefs wide receiver except Miko Harmon. I think you can sit him. But uh, Sammy Watkins and DeAndre Robinson, I, I, I mean, Demarcus Robinson, I think it's going to be hard to sit any of those. And the two uh, Colts safeties are out this week, so they're definitely going to be going over the top against them. So, I mean, but I don't know. I don't. I couldn't say you could start one over the other with confidence. Uh, but I do think you can start Travis Kelsey. Uh, the Colts have allowed a combined 19 receptions to, at 213 yards and three touchdowns to the Falcons and the Raiders all, Austin Hooper and DeWaller, you know, Darren. Uh, so this could be Kelsey's game to go off that the Kelsey owners have been waiting for, I believe. Unfortunately. Yeah. Cleveland Browns are playing at the San Francisco 49ers. I think Baker Mayfield is, I mean, I got him as a, as a, as a stream play for me. I think Baker Mayfield is nothing more than a stream play for me. I think they have found the cheat code by running Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb uh, exploded last week. Then he had three touchdowns. He had the 80, 80, 82 yard run. I think he had two more touchdowns after that. Uh, I think so. Uh, Jimmy G. Um, I got him as a he. He he should be a streamer this week. He is missing his left tackle. Uh, that that could be troubling. But the and the well, I don't know. I think you should sit him because Miles Garrett and them are pretty ferocious. Coleman <laughs> is out. Uh, he definitely won't be playing. Matt Burita. Uh, Raheem Mostert, do you feel confident starting any of those two? Yeah. yeah I'll start both of them. Yeah, Shanahan ought to use running backs and get him in space. The Browns defense has yet to allow a team of running backs more than 107 yards on the ground, though, and only one touchdown. That was allowed is to Derrick Henry, uh, and that was on the goal line. So you already know how, that's, you already know who was, how, they, how they giving that up on the goal line to Derrick Henry. <laughs> um, that's just something to be on the lookout for. And, of course, Jeffrey Wilson is still on the team, so he could easily be sniping those touchdowns to Matt Burita if you're a Matt Burita owner. So with Coleman out, I think you can still start Matt Burita uh, as maybe like a running back two, low end, running back two, running back three, you know, type guy, type flex. If you're looking for a solid floor, I think he'll definitely get that solid floor. And hopefully he get a touchdown because maybe Jeff Wilson won't play because they had a bye week and realized, hey, why are we still paying this guy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Odell Beckham Jr., I think you have to start him, even though he hasn't uh, produced this good. Uh, he's going to see Othello Witherspoon, um, a matchup that everybody, you know what I'm saying, is not something that you're looking forward to, but it's Odell. Like, when is he going to be Odell? You know what I mean? He's been Hopefully better. This week, man. Yeah, I, I, I just think he has to he has to come out, you know what I mean, sooner or later. Uh, Jarvis Landry clear uh, concussion protocol. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know if you can start him. They uh, The 49ers have played against a lot of slot receivers. That's been pretty good. 
Uh, Chris Godwin, they gave up a wide receiver 31 game to Tyler Boyd, a wide receiver nine and Juju, a wide receiver 21. So I, I think you just got to start him if, if, if you if you just absolutely need somebody to play. But I don't think he has a lot of upside against <clears throat> against that defense. Is, are, they, are, they, are they for real? Are the 49ers for real? I know they're undefeated, but are they for real? I mean, they might be good. They're not, the a, they're not a true undefeated team, I feel like. But the, yeah. they'll be the first one to lose, I feel like, out of the undefeated teams left. Yeah, definitely. Um, the wide receivers, I don't know if you can feel confident starting any of them over the other. Uh, maybe Debo, um, but I don't know. Samuel has uh, nearly doubled the targets, and he leads the wide receivers in that category, but it hasn't been a lot of production coming from it. Well, fantasy-wise production. Uh, but so, but I guess if you wanted to start one, he would be the one I would start if I had to. But I don't feel confident starting any of those. Uh, Ricky Seals Jones um, has looked to be filling in for uh, David and Joku pretty well. Um, I don't know, man. I think you could maybe start him in a pinch if you need a tight end to stream. If your tight end is just not doing anything and you're looking for an upside play, I think Ricky Seals Jr. Uh, Ricky Seals Jones could be the play against the, the 49ers because I think they'll be putting a lot of pressure on Baker Mayfield, so he might be looking to dump the ball out early. George Kittle, um, he hasn't lived up to that draft price, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> he's now totaled at least 54 yards in the first three games. Uh, that's uh, giving you – I think that's, that's a good floor, but it's not what you drafted him for. Um, but if you drafted him, I think you have to start him, so it's not really nothing you can really do about it unless you have – Austin Hooper just sitting on your bench. Uh, no, nah, unless you picked up Waller or Disley off the waivers. Or unless you picked Apparently. up Waller and Disley off the But you probably didn't because you had George Kittle and he was like, I don't need that guy. True. Facts. Uh, Facts. So, but that brings us to the end of the Monday night football game. I don't have any other thing. Any, I think we missed anything. Anything, uh, anything. Nah. Let's get these starts of the week. Uh, let's start so the week. Carlos, who your start of the week? My start of the week is my guy, Joe Mixon, man. Um, He has been struggling a little bit, but he was way more involved last week. And this is a – I think he had 19 touches last week. And this is a perfect get-right game for him. Um, Going against Arizona, who just gave up, um, you know, let Carson get his confidence back last week pretty much. Um, I think I saw a stat where he broke 20 tackles against the Cardinals. So I ain't saying Mixon is, you know, as powerful as Carson, man. But with him able to do that, I believe Mixon will come out here and have a great game and put up that RB1 performance like Gabe was mentioning earlier today. So start of the week, Joe Mixon. Uh, You must have been definitely looking at the same game as me because Tyler Boyd is my starter of the week. Uh, Tyler Boyd is running 60% of those snaps in the slot, and the Cardinals have allowed 10 touchdowns this year to the uh, five to slot alone. And he will be facing Tremaine Brock. Seventy percent. He's given up a seventy percent catch rate, uh, one point six seven percent reception uh, yards per perception, and he's allowing one hundred and thirty six point uh, eight quarterback rate in the seventh highest in the NFL. So Tyler Boyd should eat this game. Who's your starter of the week, Javar? My starter of the week is Will Fuller. Really, the whole passing game in Houston should bounce back this week and have a great week. We've seen what Atlanta has done to Percet and uh, Mariota. So Watson should come up here, throw a couple bombs to Fuller. He should cut people touchdown, unfortunately, as a Falcons fan. Oh, oh, like oh. It. Who your sit of the week then? 
Oh, my center of the week, I know the same game. I know Hyde had a good week last week. Don't get too hyped. I think he, he going to come back to life this week. Why run against the Weather Falcons have done decent against the run, and they're just going to be passing. So, sit high. Who you got, Los? Uh, I got my guy Josh Jacobs, man. Um, you know, really, really talented guy, um, but he's going against a, uh, you know, a really tough matchup against the Bears. Um, Dalvin Cook got saved by a touchdown last week. And as we mentioned earlier, man, it wouldn't be too much of a problem if he was involved in a passing game. But the fact that they're not involving him in the passing game yet, and he has a such a tough matchup, man. I'm sitting him in the league I got him in, um, and I think you know everybody else should try to do that too if they own him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I actually my start of the week, my sit of the week, I had him as a start, but I looked at my own notes and I was like, damn, you got to sit him. It's Dak Prescott, man. Uh, I just don't think that's a good matchup going against those Packers. I have him on some teams, and I think I have to start him regardless of being prepared to not start him. Um, so, but yeah, if you have the opportunity not to start Dak Prescott, I think uh, with the stats that I gave you earlier today, I think you definitely could look for better options. There's definitely better streamers out there. Oh, so would you start Dak Prescott or Andy Dalton? Andy Dalton against the Cardinals. Yeah, Andy Dalton. Okay. Oh, that's so. I mean, yeah, so gross. yeah, yeah. It's gross, but I think that that that's how sorry the Cardinals are. And if Andy yeah, Dalton doesn't perform against the Cardinals, then he's sorry, and I would never want to mention his name on this podcast again. You'll have to talk about him from now on. And on prime time, man, he usually does good in on games other than prime time. Exactly. Um, that brings us to the end of this episode. Um, next, join us, what, Wednesday? Wednesday when the episode drops? Yeah, so join us Wednesday when we uh, bring the Fantasy In Session Club to life and we let fantasy players in or we tell them that they have to kick rocks out of the fantasy club. Um, make sure, I mean, I hope all of y'all, this week five, man, it's getting close. It's getting close to where you're determining, hey, if I got it this year or if I don't. How y'all feeling about y'all teams going into this week? I'm ready to roll, man. Let's get it. I'm two and two. That's that one lead. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably, I probably will take a, a lot, a couple L's this week. Um, I, the bye weeks hit me hard. I got Kenny G on a lot of teams, so I'm not as confident this week. But you know, what I'm saying you can, you can take one loss and bounce back if you did one for the, uh, the first four weeks, like your boy. Uh, but that brings us to the end of this episode. Of course, like always, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Fantasy In Session. Um, make sure you tell your friends to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you like the podcast and tell tell everybody you know uh, that we're giving out these jewels over here at Fantasy In Session. Without further ado, play the music right now, DJ. Peace. Peace. Peace.